It is Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. An offensive outburst in Major League Baseball. And a preview from the hottest man in golf betting. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Runs, runs, and lots of them in the world of baseball. And the Open Championship starts tomorrow. We'll have plenty of discussion on what some people call the British Open, AJ. Uh, I don't. I say it properly. But we'll do that coming up in just a few minutes with pregame's golf expert, Will Doctor. But we have to talk about this historic night of scoring in Major League Baseball. This is one of those nights, if you played the salami under last night, you should probably never bet baseball again in your life. It's just not for you. <laughs> like this, is, this was that night. This was the night that you decided to stop. So, uh, yeah, plenty of offense to go around in Major League Baseball. 12 teams scoring double-digit runs. That's tied for the second most in one day in baseball history, and it matches the same total back on May 30th, 1884. Yes, it had been 129 years since 12 teams in one single day of baseball scored double-digit runs. Yeah, anytime you're going back to the 1800s to find a record that that means uh it's it's pretty it's pretty unique, I should say. Uh I don't know if I want to say special because while the offense was good, it just means the pitching was dreadful yesterday. Yeah, it's it, it's um, unbelievable. The Cubs had the highest scoring output of the day. They beat the the Nationals 17-3. Arizona outlasted <laughs> That was the the Bears over the Commanders. Yes. Well, how about this one? Arizona outlasted Atlanta 16-13, so a last second field goal there for the uh the Cardinals <laughs> who beat the Falcons. Uh San Francisco beat Cincinnati, the Mets beat the White Sox and Kansas City got by Detroit all by 11 to 10. And according to the Elias Sports Bureau, that's the first time that three games ended 11 to 10 on the same day in baseball history. That not surprising. You see two to one a lot, 11 to 10, not so often. Yeah, four games in which both teams scored double digit runs that matched the record from July 4th, 1894 and July 9th of 1898. Just an unbelievable historic day of scoring. Yeah. And even teams like the the games that were 10 to like there were some 10 to threes out there. The Dodgers beat the Orioles 10 to three. The the Guardians beat Pittsburgh 10 to one. Even the the San Diego Padres, I guess lowly only they only put up nine. So yeah, I, bummer. I don't know if it, yeah, I mean, what what losers? Uh, the wild thing is like the games that the A's beat the Red Sox three to nothing. That was the big out. What? Of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Outlier because there was only three runs scored, or yeah, outlier because the A's won the game. Yeah, it was it. That was a double whammy right there. If you played, uh, boy, if you had parlayed that, my goodness, on yeah. a night where all those runs were scored, you said, "Oh, they'll go under and they'll shut out the Red Sox." Again, didn't see that coming. Well, the question is, which teams will stay hot today? And I can tell you, it's not going to be the New York Yankees. Uh, the Yankees have fallen now to one and four since the All Star break. 
Uh, Anthony Rizzo is is calls it a low. He said the mood's down for sure. You think? Uh, Aaron Judge still in his street clothes, not in uniform, and it doesn't look like things are going to turn around soon for the Yankees. AJ. Yeah, so to in order for them to stay hot, they'd have to get hot, and clearly things are not going well for the Yankees. Like the Yankees are, they're going to get to the point where, and this this wasn't even, I guess it, maybe you conceived it. I hadn't thought of this, you know, before the All Star break, but the Yankees are in last place. They're nearly double digits out of first place. The Yankees may be sellers at the deadline. I can't even imagine it. It's it's because they're not that far out of a wild card spot. You know, there was a time prior to this, you know, big losing skid where the Yankees were in a playoff position. They're still two and a half games out of a wild card spot. And the hope is that if Aaron Judge comes back, that this team turns it around. They're 15 and 21, though, since Aaron Judge went down with his toe injury. Two and eight in their last 10 games. Uh, the, the Kansas City Royals, the Chicago White Sox, Oakland A's all equal to or better than the Yankees over the last 10. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, the Yankees will continue their series with the Angels tonight. Carlos Rodon gets the start for the Yankees, and uh, it's Chase Silseth on the mound for the Angels. We'll see if the Yankees can turn this thing around behind Carlos Rodon. The Yankees minus 140 over the Angels tonight, a high price to pay for a team not performing well. Let's take a look at the rest of the schedule here for Wednesday. We got some day games. The Guardians are at the Pirates. Cleveland is a minus 135 road favorite, and why not? All the Guardians have done in this series is score 21 runs, AJ, and Pittsburgh has only scored one run in the two games. It'll be Aaron Savale against Rich Hill. Yeah, we talked yesterday uh, about the Pirates and whether or not we should sell them going forward. And unfortunately, yesterday, I ended up not playing on the Guardians because I said, oh, Mitch Keller's pitching for the Pirates. He's, he's their best arm. Maybe he gives them a good effort. He did not give them a good effort. Uh, so left some money on the table there. Won't make that mistake again. I am uh, on Cleveland tonight. I, I'm, I'm going, or I should say this morning, I'm going with Cleveland. It's a day game, so... Uh, I like Savali in the matchup and the Pirates just they, the rebuild is started and this is not a major league baseball team right now. Mm, more like a triple A squad for sure. Yep. The Dodgers are at the Orioles. L.A.'s minus 155 with Julio Urias on the mound against Dean Kramer. The Rays are at the Rangers and John Gray gets the start for Texas. Zach Littell on the mound for the Rays, Texas. Quietly, by the way, the Rays have been pretty rough uh over over the last you know 10 15 games and their lead in the al east down to one game yep baltimore after having that eight game win streak has lost two straight uh let's see if the rays can bounce back after they're losing uh texas minus 105 rays minus 115 so i think that line could move throughout the morning and the rangers the opposite of the yankees they've not lost since the all-star break That's, that's pretty good uh you know another team that's streaking right now the St. Louis Cardinals, AJ. Oh, here they I, come. They've won ten and four, a half out of a wild card, Scott. They've won four straight games. Yeah, but only ten games out of the division. They've won four <laughs> straight games now. And I said that all they done they just got to go ten and two over a twelve game stretch and find themselves like five games back or something like that. But hey, they've won four straight games. A walk off win last night. St. Louis minus one thirty favorites over the Marlins today. Uh, Dakota Hudson. 
on the mound for the Cardinals. Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins. Yeah, Dakota Hudson, who's one 1.80 ERA. So yep. uh, things have been sharp and limited action for Hudson. Astros at the Rockies. It's going to be Brandon Belak on the mound for the Astros. They're minus 160. Austin Gomber gets the start for Colorado. Hard to imagine the Astros losing two straight to the Rockies. Yeah, and there's another team who we're going to talk about later. Hard to imagine them losing two straight. But the Astros certainly fit that mold. Uh, you know, clearly they're not as, as good as they've been in recent years, but they're a lot better than the Rockies and they're a lot better than the performance they showed yesterday to put up only three runs at cores, very unastro like I expect a big number to be put up by Houston tonight. The A's looking to make it two straight over the Red Sox. They'll have to do it as heavy underdogs. Ken Waldachuk gets a start for Oakland. Brian Bello gets a start for Boston, Boston minus two thirty five worth the price. Uh, probably, but it, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little too heavy for my blood. I I'll be passing on that one. Although the, the, the old system would say bet against the A's, <laughs> uh, but, but particularly with Waldachuk on the mound, you want to, but, but I'm mean, Boston is not a team that I'm willing to pay that high of a price on. Brewers are at the Phillies. Colin Ray gets a start for Milwaukee. Christopher Sanchez for Philadelphia. The Phillies are minus 190. The Padres are at the Blue Jays. Toronto's minus 120. Jose Barrios on the mound for the Blue Jays. Hugh Darvish goes for the Padres. And the Padres coming off that 9-1 win, tagging Alec Manoa last night, looking to carry that momentum into a matchup with Jose Barrios here, AJ. Yeah, I don't hate that number. I don't hate the uh, the plus money on the Padres here who... who... You know, obviously, we talk about teams needing to make a push. The Padres are certainly in that in that mode, the same as the Cardinals and the Yankees need to make a push quick before they make a decision on if they're buyers or sellers. Uh, I expect spirited effort out of the Padres. The Mets, a massive favorite over the White Sox, minus 220 with Justin Verlander on the mound against Tuki Toussaint. The Mets offense exploding for 11 runs in the win last night. Uh, 11 that wasn't even the most in the in in the league Stop I know. yeah that's like let's a, not call it an explosion that was like a you know it was mediocre a, a, performance yeah nice job but let's let's not go crazy ross stripling gets a start for the giants in cincinnati against the reds graham ashcraft goes for cincy san francisco minus 115 diamondbacks at the braves atlanta's minus 220 with charlie morton on the mound against ryan nelson going for arizona nationals are at the cubs it's going to be uh trevor williams on the mound for dc kyle hendricks going for chicago the cubbies are minus 165 tigers at the royals kansas city looking to make it back-to-back wins ryan yarborough will be the starter for them eduardo rodriguez goes for detroit tigers now minus 155 and this is the system play to bet against the royals yeah we don't bet the royals to win back-to-back games tigers have a massive pitching edge uh when we were talking about this last night like it was minus 140 so clearly everybody's onto the system a lot of money piling in uh, on the Tigers today. And the Twins are at the Mariners. Seattle's minus 160 with Luis Castillo on the mound against Kenta Maeda. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy 
I got a lot out of it. And it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be. And it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Joining us now on Straight Out of Vegas AM, he is the man setting the golf betting world on fire. He can't be stopped. Well, he was barely stopped last week, but my God, you got a 100 to 1 ticket and you get stopped on the 18th on Sunday. You're doing something right. Mr. Will Doctor. Will, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks for having me aboard. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice couple of weeks here, uh, starting at the John Deere uh, two weeks ago. You know, the John Deere Classic was one of the worst fields of the year. Uh, I took one winner, which was Sepp Strzok at 55 to 1. Uh, that's kind of where everything got started. He had a great week. Um, it was a nail biter down the stretch in Silvis. I was on property that week. Um, and, you know, he almost, Strzok almost shot 58 at the John Deere to close that out. He ended up winning by two. Um, and then, yeah, last week, AJ, the Scottish Open, we had Robert McIntyre at 100 to 1. Uh, he got off to a great early start on Sunday and, uh, you know, closed out the uh, closed out the round with a one shot lead over Rory. Rory had three holes to go. It was the three toughest holes on the golf course and he birdied two of them. So it took one of the best players in the world to uh, to take us down last week, but uh, ready for the fourth uh, major of the year in the Open Championship. Had you hit that 55 and then followed it up with a 100, would that have been your best two-week run in betting history? Like, it has to be. Yes, it would have. It would yeah. have. Um, <laughs> I would say earlier this year, we hit Taylor Moore at 70 to 1 um, at Valspar um, and and then hit Kepka a couple weeks later at the PGA. But as far as back-to-back weeks, that would have been an all-timer, AJ. And like you said, he had one play for the John Deere Open. One outright winner, 55 to one, it hit. McIntyre was one of two plays last week, right? Correct. Correct. So Him in Manhattan. Now, now, AJ, down. The, I was up at 4.30 in the morning on Sunday uh, because the action started earlier uh, with the weather coming into Scotland. And when 
Robert McIntyre and Hatton made the turn on Sunday. Rory was still on four. The leaderboard showed Hatton in the lead and Robert McIntyre in second. And then Hatton fell off at the end and Robert McIntyre came up one shot short. So we almost had something special put together there, but uh, you had record week, record last couple weeks for sure. All right, let's get into the last major of the year, the Open Championship. Uh, tell me a little bit about the course. Uh, tell me who, like the, the strengths that it's going to play to, and then we'll get into uh, to some of the golfers for this week. Yeah, so this is a much different um, golf course than, I mean, if, if, if you're a major golf fan listening to this, you've, you obviously saw the 2006 U.S. Open, which Tiger won. Uh, that was his last Open Championship. And then 2014, uh, Roy McIlroy won. Um, and, I mean, we'll start with the course. This course isn't all that much different than than what we've seen in past Opens at Liverpool. They've brought in a couple new architects to just lengthen the golf course as, you know, they they kind of adjust to the modern game where everyone's hitting it, you know, 350 yards uh, the new par three 17th, it, 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 that's a new addition to this golf course, 136 yard par three. That's going to be really exciting down the stretch. They've added a couple bunkers here and there, but this won't look all that different to the human eye. I'll say as far as what it's going to take to win here and, and what kind of style I'm looking at, uh, this area Hoylake has gotten a ton of rain over the last two weeks. And usually this is a what I call a baked out golf course. You have a ton of wind coming in straight off the Irish Sea, and it's playing very firm. You know, players can usually hit 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 two irons off the tee and get a ton of roll, lay up short of those dangerous pot bunkers. But that's going to be a little bit different this week because they've gotten a ton of rain in this area, and the ball's not going to be rolling. So, um, a lot of these shorter hitters, the Minwoo Lees of the world, who a lot of people like this week. Um, you know, they're going to struggle because if you take iron off the tee at Liverpool and lay back this week and, and not get optimal amount of distance off the tee, these greens have been redesigned to where, uh, you know, it's not your typical link style greens. Obviously, if you go watch videos of St. Andrews from last year, you're looking at greens that are like 100, 100 yards wide. These greens this week are like uh, maybe maybe 15 to 20 yards wide, which is very small for how much wind there's going to be and for how long this golf course is. So you're going to want someone that can bomb it off the tee, but also be very precise uh, with the irons. And, and just to just to wrap up what you need, uh, as far as like the Victor Hovlins of the world and, and some of these guys who have had short game issues over the course of their career, uh, this is the toughest open championship to chip and putt around. If you listen to Jordan Spieth's interview yesterday, uh, you know, he was saying how, uh, you know, these greens, you know, if you miss a green, it's falling down into a slope that's about 10 yards deep. And there's like three different shots you can play on every chip shot. And if you don't have the consistency and if you don't have the discipline and if you don't have the feel to decide which is the right shot to hit and commit to, you're going to be in a world of trouble. So I, I really look at, if I had to pick three things, um, distance off the tee, uh, pinpoint accuracy with the irons, and a very sharp short game is absolutely crucial for this week. All right, well, let's get into the field, and let's start with the man who beat us last week, 
uh rory mcelroy what do, what do, how does this course fit rory's game and is this uh is this scottish open winner ever telling of who can win the british yeah absolutely uh when you look at phil mickelson's last uh british open at muirfield he he had won the the scottish open um in the week prior and a major key of improvement for rory last week at the scottish was the fact that he played the par fives at 12 under par um his par five performance has hurt him all year long you know hurt him hurt him at the memorial he should have won the u.s open if he had played the par fives better and he should have won the travelers um you know he 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 until last week rory has not been able to seal the deal uh seal the deal and, and at the big stage down the stretch um you know obviously rory won the last open championship that was played um at liverpool uh, but when you dive into his putting numbers from last week from the last couple weeks um he's really had to re to rely on the ball striking to get the job done um i'm out on rory this week i don't think he follows it up uh with another win we've seen this from rory at the masters where you know he, he wins a couple weeks before and there's so much hype over it and I, I was watching the coverage yesterday and, and Rory's grinding in the gym on a Monday, getting all amped up. I, I just think when this moment becomes this large for Rory, he tends to to not get the job done. So I'm out on Rory this week, guys. What about the overall favorite? And that is Scotty Scheffler. Uh, hard to argue with anybody better Tita Green recently than Scheffler. Does he have the short game, though? As you mentioned, it's going to take a good short game to win here. Does he have what it takes to come away with the win? No, he does not. Um, uh, he, did, he His putting over the last five events has really shown that uh, he is struggling. And if if um, if you go watch what he's doing in practice at, at Liverpool, you know, he's on the putting greens. He's got all these. I don't know if you've ever seen 10 Cup. When 10 Cup comes out of the RV, he's got all these tools falling mm -hmm. all over him. He's got you know, uh, all these swing gauges and all this stuff. You go look at Scheffler on the putting green right now, and he's got the mat out. He's got a putting mirror out. He's got a gate out. And when you go put on Lynx golf, it's all feel. You know, there's wind involved. There's a ton of slope. There's a ton of undulation. And he looks very uncomfortable with the putting. We saw that last week at the Scottish Open. Um, now, he, he's, he's going for a very impressive record right now. Scotty Scheffler is going for his 19th straight top 15 on the PGA Tour. Uh, Tiger Woods holds the record there at, at 20 consecutive uh, top 15 finishes. But what are you going to do? Bet him minus 300 to finish top 20. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he – I do not think Scotty Scheffler finishes in the top five this week. Let's talk about John Rahm. And he's interesting to me because it, it feels like – up until a couple weeks ago, he was the guy everybody talked about as the best player in the world. And then lately, it's been more more Scheffler talk. But when I look at his odds and I look at the top five odds and top 10 odds, like there's a massive gap between what Scheffler costs versus what Rom costs. Rom plus 1300 to win, plus 275 top five, and you still get plus money on him in a top 10, whereas Scheffler and Rory, you got to pay a minus. Is John Rom still the best player in the world or in the discussion for best player in the world? And if so, why does it seem like we're getting value on him this week? Well, we absolutely are, especially when you look at who the past victors have been at 
Royal Liverpool over the years. I mean, dating back to like 1930, 1930 British Open, Bobby Jones wins. He won the career Grand Slam that year. He was on fire. 1956, Peter Thompson wins the British Open. That was his fourth of five Open Championships. He was he was rolling that year. DiVincenzo in 67 had won seven times internationally that year. Uh, Tiger in 2006 obviously won eight times in 15 starts. And Rory in 2014 had won four times worldwide and finished that year at world number one. The reason I say this is because John Rahm's won four times this year. You know, he's, he's probably, he's the most winning golfer of the PGA tour season. All that to say, I do not love the fact that John Rahm has lost shots around the greens in two of his last three starts. I, I can't tell you enough how much that matters. Uh, players are going to miss greens this week. There's going to be 30 to 40 mile per hour wins. A good short game is essential, and we've seen over the years that when his game gets off, it is his short game, and it's struggling right now. And for that reason, I am out on John Rahm this week. I'm seeing a lot of people will give love to Victor Hovland. Obviously, coming off the win at the Memorial, I've seen his odds actually dip during this week because money's coming in. People are betting on Victor Hovland. Yeah. Are you on board with all the Hovland loved, or, or are you questioning it a bit? I'm questioning it 100% because I, I, I've given Victor his respect as far as how he's improved his short game in the States this year. It, it has come a long way, but the fact is he's still not top 100 on the PGA Tour in, in strokes gained around the greens. I mean, he he's lost shots on the greens at his last two events, including last week at the Scottish Open. He had some troubles chipping around the Renaissance Club and um, you know, of course he's striking it plenty good. You know, you saw that, uh, at the Memorial when he won his fourth PGA tour event. Uh, but I go back to what Jordan Spieth said, it, it, you know, you're going to have, when you miss a green at Hoylake, you're going to have three or four different options, uh, ways to get it up and down. You could hit a wedge up there. You can hit a hybrid. You can put it from off the green. I just don't think Hovland has that creativity around the greens, uh, to get the job done this weekend. And I'm actually, um, AJ, I don't know if we're moving on to matchups next, but I start my matchups by fading Victor Hovland. All right, let's get into it. Where are you going uh, against, against Hov? Well, I'm going to take uh, Ricky Fowler over, uh, over Victor Hovland at, uh, at even money on DraftKings. Um, you know, I, I think this is the best play. This, this is the best way to play Ricky this week against Hovland, who I just said is, to me, does not have what it takes around the greens to get in contention at Liverpool. Um, you know, what's there not to like about Ricky? He he won in Detroit a few weeks ago. He finished second at the 2014 Open at Liverpool, right behind uh, Rory McIlroy. And, and stats-wise, he's, uh, he's displaying everything that we want to see uh, in a player going into, into Royal Liverpool. He's top 10 on the PGA Tour in iron play and chipping. And he's rolling the rock on the greens, lights out. So um, I, I like Ricky in that matchup. He had a golden opportunity last week to capitalize on, on his win. He was in contention through two rounds at the Scottish Open and then slowed down a little bit to finish 42nd. But um, the way to play Victor Hovland is to fade him this week, and it's with Ricky Fowler at even money on DraftKings. All right, what other matchups are you looking at for the card this week, Will? 
Yeah, well, first was Ricky uh, over Victor Hoblin at even money on DraftKings. Next is going to be Keegan Bradley over Sung JM at minus 105 on Bet Online. And, and no one is talking about Keegan Bradley at all this week. He finished 19th uh, the last time the Open was at Liverpool in, in 2014. And he has two other top 20s um, on his career resume. It can't be talked about enough how much Keegan has really reinvented himself on the PGA tour this year at, at 37. He's changed his diet. He's changed his workout routine. Um, and most importantly, he's, he, he's turned his putting from a weakness uh, into a strength. Um, and, and he's played so well as of late. He's only one of five multiple time winners on the PGA tour this season. Uh, won at travelers a couple of weeks ago, and then finished up his open prep with a top 25 in Detroit. Now, on the losing side of this matchup is going to be Sung JM. And it, this has just been a crazy evolution to the season for Sung Jay. He was playing so well. And then in the middle of the season, he chooses to go play the Korean PGA championship, which is right smack dab in the middle of the PGA tour season. And since then, Sung Jay has played the worst golf that we've seen him play in three years. Uh, after his win there, he's only recorded one top 25 and seven starts. Um, that's number one. And number two, Sung JM is, he is deplorable when it comes to playing Lynx golf. He missed the cut at last week's Scottish open. Um, and, and if you look at his only two starts in the open, his best finish is 81st. Um, so Sung Jay not in form right now. And with his past struggles on Lynx golf, we have to target him over, um, an extremely hot Keegan Bradley. who's probably going to qualify for the Ryder cup. And that's at minus one Oh five. Um, on bet online and um, the next one AJ I have to give you as far as live is concerned um, I have a live guy in the matchups it's going to be Bryson DeChambeau over Hideki Matsuyama plus 105 on bet online um, and, and you know Hideki's record on Lynx golf not as bad as Sung JM but it has been since 2016 his best finish since 2016 at an open for Hideki is 68th which is Shocking considering, you know, all the worldwide success he's had over the last decade. Um, and, and it's just that, to be honest, his his record at the Open since 2016 is very reminiscent to the year that he's had just with his game. Uh, you know, he's 120th in total driving. He's 112th in putting on the PGA Tour. He's playing terrible. Um, and for that reason, we have to take Bryson DeChambeau over him. And Obviously, DeChambeau is a guy that people either love or hate, um, but there's so many reasons to love him at Hoylake, uh, beginning with the way he's played at the last two majors. He finished fourth at the PGA Championship and 20th at the U.S. Open. Um, he was right there through three rounds at the U.S. Open before his putting let him down on Sunday. Um, and even on top of the majors for DeChambeau, he's finished top 10 in three of his last live golf events. I think the good play for DeChambeau has been a result of, of him trimming down to his 2017 weight and trying to get his swing back in a place to where it was in college when he was playing his best. And I think as soon as this PGA Tour PIF mess gets resolved and, and they all start playing the same schedule again, you're going to see Bryson DeChambeau become a top 10 player in the world again here pretty quickly. So uh, matchup number three is going to be Bryson DeChambeau, a live guy over Hideki Matsuyama at plus 105 on Bet Online. Just how you know Will's getting serious when he's picking live guys. It's like, <laughs> oh man, this is this is serious business here. Will doesn't he's not a fan 
Uh, all right, let's get into your bets to place. And I want to okay. ask you about two guys after you get through yours. Yeah, well, number one is going to be uh, Cam Smith. Uh, it's a top 10 at plus 200 on DraftKings. And this is actually one of the favorites on the odds list that I like. I don't like many of them this week. But Cam Smith's games peaking just in time to defend his title at the Open Championship. He's coming off a win in his last live start in London and has finished top 10 in the last two majors at the PGA and the U.S. Open. Uh, Cam Smith talked to Golf Channel yesterday, and he says he feels even better about his game this year than he did last year. Um, and and what you know you're going to get from the Aussie Cam Smith is, is a lot of consistency around the greens. He has one of the best short games in the world, and he is always going to keep his head above water amidst brutal weather conditions. That's That's huge this week, and that's why he is – my only pick to place, and that's Cam Smith, the top 10 at plus 200 on DraftKings. All right, let me ask you about two guys that I hear you talk about quite a bit, and, and you tell me why you don't like them this week. First, Hatton, uh, you could get him plus 260 at top 10. What's not to like about his game? I actually really like Ty uh, yeah, Tyrell Hatton this week. He, he is one of my winners uh, for this week, uh, 28 to 1 on Bovada. Uh, so you're saying don't bother with plus two two sixty for for top ten. You're saying go big with now, go big with him. Take him to win. He is on my card this week. Uh, Hatton rolls into Liverpool two top tens in his last three starts heading into the Open. I told you he was right there on Sunday at the Scottish Open. Made the turn at four under through nine, and then just threw up all over himself on the back nine. But I like him this week. We talked about how good the totality of your game has to be at this golf course. Hatton is 10th in driving, 14th in approach, and 6th in putting on the PGA Tour. It, it doesn't get that much better than that as far as total game is concerned. And, uh, you know, th this is a place uh, – Tyrell Hatton's very familiar with Royal Liverpool. When you look back um, to 2010, 2010 was Tyrell Hatton's first time playing the Open Championship. And the week before, he played a tournament called the Brazon Trophy, which is a very high-profile European tour event. He finished second that week, and the Brazbon Trophy that year was played at none other than Royal Liverpool. I think when you take Hatton's recent play with his course history at Liverpool, I think he's a great winner this week at 28-1. to 1. All right, and here's a guy who seems to finish top 10 every single tournament he's in. Uh, you can get him at plus 260 as well to finish top 10. Tommy Fleetwood, is there something to like about his game this week? Uh no, there's not. Okay. All I'm hearing, all I'm hearing this week on on Tommy Fleetwood is that uh, you know, his caddy is from Royal Liverpool and uh, you know, and, and that he's got all this hometown advantage uh this week. You know, hadn't played or not hadn't Fleetwood played at the 2016 Open. Uh, at Royal Liverpool and missed the cut. And when you look at his last five tournaments, there is a lot of inconsistencies with the ball striking. He'll, you know, have a bad week with the irons, then have a good week, bad week, good week. We don't need that going into this open. We need consistency. Um, and I just think once again, too much hype around the fact that Fleetwood has some, has some people on his team from Hoylick. I, I don't care. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm out on, on Tommy Fleetwood this week. 
Will, at the beginning, we talked about your two long shots, the one that hit 55-1 to a couple of weeks ago, the almost win with the 100-1 to bomb last weekend. So give us another bomb, somebody that we can target in that long shot range that gives us some rooting interest come Sunday. 100%, Scott. It's got to be Patrick Reed at 90-1 to on FanDuel, another live guy. Um, and this is a guy... Patrick Reed, he's out for blood right now. I mean, he he he's back in form after a couple of years of struggling. He's flown under the radar all year long due to the fact that, you know, no one's watching live golf on the CW network. And, um, you know, that no one, I mean, no one realizes that this guy has a great shot to win this week. When you look back at the work he's done this year, five top five finishes over eight starts on live golf, very solid. And then you look at the work he's done in majors this year. He finished fourth at the Masters and 18th at the PGA. Um, you know, as far as what he's done at the Open over the years, um, he, he's been okay. Uh, he's been hit or miss. But the important thing that we can see is that he has contended down the stretch at, at Open Championships. We saw back in 2019, he finished 10th at, at Royal Portrush and um, the reason why I say he's out for blood is a couple of reasons. Number one, his five years master's exemption runs out after this year. So unless he finishes top 10 this week, uh, he will not have a spot in next year's open championship. And number two, you just know that Patrick Reed wants to be a part of that American Ryder Cup team come September in Rome. You know he wants a repeat of that showdown with Rory McIlroy from the 2016 Ryder Cup. And this right here is going to be Patrick Reed's last chance to do so. So when you get a Patrick Reed who's playing well and also just pissed off mm -hmm. with his current placement in the game, uh, that's dangerous, Scott. That is dangerous. The big sleeper winner of the week is without a doubt Patrick Reed at 90 to 1. All right. So you've got a sleeper at 90 to 1 and Patrick Reed. Uh, you, one of my top 10 questions hat and you, you said, don't no, go ahead with him to win outright. Yeah. Any other outright picks for this open? You know, I have to, yes, yes. It, it, and this is another one people might say under the radar. I, I, I don't buy it. It's Tony Finau at 70 to one on Bovada. Now, no one's talking about this guy because he hasn't done a damn thing since winning the Mexico Open, which was about six tournaments ago now. And it has nothing to do with his ball striking. Tony Finau has been red hot with the ball striking all year long. The last six events has everything to do with his putting. Over his last six events, he's putted horribly at every start except his most recent start at the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. Now, when Tony starts putting bad, everyone forgets him. Like I said, ball striking has been great. It's been as great as when he won twice earlier this season. The reason I am not concerned about Tony Finau's putting this week is because he's proven over the last eight years that he puts much better on Lynx golf courses than U.S. golf courses. Look at his results at his last five Opens. 18th at the 2016 Open, he putted great. Ninth at the 2017 Open, he putted solid. Third, the 2019 Open, putted solid. 15th at the 21 Open, putted solid. And he finished 28th at St. Andrews last year, where he also was positive in that strokes gain putting column. 
people are way too invested with the way that Tony Finau has putted in America lately and not nearly good enough to how amazing his open championship resume is. I think Tony Finau, one of the best players of this year so far, excellent chance to win this week. So that's going to be at 70 to one on Bovada. That's a strong price. Any other outright winners for this week? Yeah, I do. I have uh, Xander Shoffley at 30 to one. I have four total winners this week. He will cap things off there. Um, you know, the jingle with Xander, if you've been listening to me all year, he's recorded top twenties, um, in every major championship this season, he's proven over the last five years that he's exceptional when it comes to links golf, three top twenties and five starts at the open, um, including a second place finish at the 2018 open at Carnoustie. Remember Xander had that tournament in the bag through 54 holes at Carnoustie. Once uh, another guy completely threw up all over himself on Sunday that year, didn't get the job done, but I still love the fact that he gives himself great opportunities that opens every year. Um, and you can find Xander at 30 to one um, on Bovada right now. All right, Will, it is that time. What is the best bet for this week? Yeah, my uh, best bet for the 151st open at Royal Liverpool will be Ewan Ferguson, the Scott over Thomas Dietrich at plus 106 on Bet Online. And Ewan Ferguson, uh, let's be honest, none of you know who this guy is. He's Never had a heard ton of, of yeah, he's had a ton of success on the European tour this season, especially over his last 10 events. You look at the way Ferguson is rolling into Hoylake, fourth at the British Masters and 12th last week at the Scottish Open. I think Ferguson shocks a ton of people at the Open this week in his debut. Um, it's a major championship debut, by the way. Um, I, I think he shocks a lot of people this week. And in this matchup, he'll be taking down Thomas Dietrich uh, from Belgium, who has not finished better than 42nd over his last four starts. And on top of that, Dietrich has never finished better than 34th in an open championship. So my best bet for this week for the Open, the final major of the year, will be Ewan Ferguson over Thomas Dietrich at plus 106 on Bet Online. All right, that's awesome, Will. Uh, sounds like a great card. Will you go ahead and recap it real, real quick for our, uh, our listeners out there? Yeah, so starting with the five matchups, it's going to be uh, Ricky Fowler over Victor Hovland at even money. Uh, number one, number two is going to be Keegan Bradley over Sung JM at minus 105 on Bet Online. Uh, number three for matchups going to be Bryson DeChambeau over Hideki Matsuyama at plus 105 on Bet Online. Matchup number four is going to be Robert McIntyre over Minwoo Min Lee at plus 106 on Bet Online. And then you have the best bet, uh, you have the best bet, uh, matchup, which is Ewan Ferguson over Thomas Dietrich at plus 106. Um, as far as the picks to place, um, are concerned. Uh, pick to place. The only one of this week is going to be Cam Smith, the top 10 at plus 200 on DraftKings. And then for the four winners of the week, AJ and Scott, it's going to be Xander Shoffley at 30 to one on Bovada. It's going to be Patrick Reed at 90 to one on FanDuel. Number three is going to be Tyrell Hatton at 28 to one on Bovada. And number four is going to be Tony Finau at 70 to one on Bovada. I feel like we got some winners coming here, Will. Uh, as always, check out Will online at Dr. Media 59 uh, at on, on Twitter. And guys, if you're not listening to this podcast every week, you're missing out on money. Uh, I'm telling you, Will was the first guy I brought on when I took over the podcast network here at pregame. And 
Uh, he has certainly not disappointed the audience uh, as he continues. How many outright winners this season, Will? Uh, five. If you put, oh. if you, if you have put in one unit on every bet that I've picked this year, you are up a uh, hundred and six units on the season. Is that good? Uh, that I think that's yeah. good, Scott. <laughs> okay. I think that's good. Will, that's incredible. Appreciate the time. Uh, check out his podcast on uh, the Dream Preview feed every week. And best of luck with the Open this week, Will. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk ahead of the Tour Championship at the end of the season. Great stuff there from Will Doctor. Make sure you guys are heading over to pregame.com to take advantage of a variety of discounted packages we have available there for you. You can get a daily best bet. Maybe it's on the Open Championship from one of our pregame pros. Or you can jump on board for the remainder of the Major League Baseball season. We have a great contest going on right now for free at pregame.com as well. It's the Beat Sleepy J MLB contest. The contestant that wins the contest. Now, what is the contest, you're asking? Well, all you got to do is pick games from now through the end of the World Series. And so the contestant that enters the contest and wins the most Major League Baseball units from now through the end of the season will win $250 cash for finishing in first place. But here's the kicker. If you win more units in this contest than what Sleepy J earned in the second half of the season last year, which was 25.53 units, well, then your $250 first place prize becomes $500. Yes, an additional $250 for beating Sleepy J. Simply go to pregame.com, click on contests, and find the Beat Sleepy J MLB contest. And because you listen to this podcast, we are giving you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com, whether it is one of our discounted packages available on the website or simply take 20% off a daily best bet. Click on buy picks, whatever you'd like to purchase, 20% off using our promo code HEAT20, HEAT20. 20 gets you 20% off. It's been hot here in Vegas, and there are plenty of hot cappers at pregame.com. 20% off using the promo code HEAT20, only for you, the listeners of this podcast. For AJ Hoffman, Will Doctor, I'm Scott Seisenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.